So I have a short snapshot this morning. Um, I'm time bound um, of what I can fit in this morning to keep um, the younger generation in our church still being my friends. But hopefully what I'm going to talk about will speak to you younger generation as well. In fact, it definitely will. It's a message for you as well. And I want to spend some time this morning talking about potential. And I suppose a good place to start is, well, Elaine, what do you mean by potential? It means lots of different things to different people. What do you mean? If you want to go down the textbook definitions, it's just things like dormant ability, untapped strength, unused success, hidden talents, capped capability, and all of those things could be included in it. I know most of you and most of you will know what I do for in the marketplace as a job. God gave me a wonderful job. I love it. And I work in a place where sometimes people will go, oh, is it five o'clock yet? And it's totally alien to them. And I go, oh, isn't it a great day? I love the role I have. I have a wonderful role of supporting in the development and the progression of our junior doctors across this nation, across the land, across the whole of Northern Ireland. That sounds really grand nation. Northern Ireland. Um, and I, I meet with them and I provide a pastoral support for them and the challenges they face in their training. And I also provide remedial and, and development um, action plans for them. But one of my other roles is as a performance coach with our doctors in Northern Ireland. And it gives me the wonderful opportunity to sit across from my clients and believe with all of my human ability the potential they have in them, the ability they have in them. As a coach, I have a wonderful job of holding someone's coat while they discover and release all that they have in them. And that's in my work setting. That's in the marketplace. I only get a snapshot of that person. I only get a snapshot of them in their life. And that began me to think about us in our Christian perspective and setting that in a Christian context. And this is where I confess, up until yesterday morning at six o'clock, I hadn't a clue what I was going to talk about. <laughs> and those that know me know that's not me. I'm quite a planned person. I'm quite a settled. And every time I sat down to put pen to paper and said, Lord, what would you have me say? Every topic that came just disappeared. It's not that. It's not that. And I sat down at six o'clock yesterday morning and God spoke to me about the potential in his family, the potential in his children. And that got me wondering, think, I don't know those trainees very well. I know a little bit about them, but with my whole being, I believe in the potential that they have. And I believe they have the ability to release it and to move forward. And it got me thinking, take someone who knows you really well, better than anybody, who knows every hair in your head, who created you and formed you, who put all the days ahead of you before you were even breathing air in this um, world, a father who created you and adores you, and a father who dreams big dreams for you. How much more does he see and desire for the potential in you to be released? And that is what brought me to what I want to talk about this morning. God is a God who releases potential. Now, word of warning. Hear my heart in this. I am not preaching this morning about material gain. 
okay? I'm not preaching about, um, oh, release your potential to achieve this and you will succeed and blah, blah, blah. That's not my heart. But releasing potential as God intended for his kingdom purposes, for his story and his plans, and that's what I want to talk about this morning. God is the God who releases potential. He cultivates, he nurtures, he grows potential. There's some wonderful verses in the Bible that I love around this, and my kids um, probably um, get a little bit tired of me speaking them over them. Um, and the first one is Ephesians 3, verse 20, and I'm reading from the ESV version. Apologies if you love the NIV, but I love the ESV. Um, I just, I, I love the way it puts things. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us. And then my most favorite, I wrote it in my kids' rooms. I speak it over them everything that they go to do. And it's this, Philippians 4 and 13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I think in my intro, you've guessed how passionate I am about seeing people access and release all of their potential. And when I talk about that, I'm talking about across the board potential, whether that is the potential in the place that you're in, that it's hard to put a foot out of bed in the morning, then I'm talking about the potential to put one foot in front of the other and take the next step. Or whether you're at the other end and you're soaring and on your own, that mountain and you're experiencing success and lots of things, I'm talking about the potential to take the foot in the next step. I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm talking across the spectrum. This isn't a talk for people who want to attain and get succeeded at that end. This is a talk for all of us across all of our journeys and all of our walks. But why do I, why am I passionate about this? Why do I feel that it really matters in the church of Jesus Christ? Two reasons. Firstly, we've all been called to do something, haven't we? And there's verses in the Bible that you will hear talk about the, new com the, big, the Great Commission. Ultimately, you have been called to impact, influence, and to change the world. One person, one action at a time. And young people, that is for you. Whether you are P1, whether you're preschool, whether you're a big school, or whether you're a big grown-up, that's your calling. And I don't know about you, but humbly, I really need God to release my potential to be able to walk that walk. And the second reason is this. When we're reaching our potential, I believe it brings us into reality of those beautiful promises in the Bible that says life and life in abundance. Because it releases in us those feelings of, yes, I'm doing this, whether it is one step in front of the other in the day or whether it is taking on that board meeting or whether it is teaching in that life group, whatever it is, it gives you that promise of life and a fullness. And I suppose a word that I've spoken over, this is a little share, and my kids are always mortified. The older two are away, so they're fine. It's just Beth has to, to deal with it. Um, but I used to say to them, what were you born for? What were you created for? And in the early days, they just would have sat and looked at me and went, well. And as I taught them the answer, you were created to change the world. That's your 
calling. Ephesians 2 and 10 says this, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. You're called to walk in them. And when I talk about this, God is the God who releases potential. Releases potential to grow as a good friend. Releases potential to grow as an amazing wife or husband. Releases potential to fight against the oppression of depression and put one foot in front of the other. Releases the potential to grow in leadership within the marketplace. To demonstrate kingdom principles in that marketplace. Releases potential to grow in politics to bring kingdom influence to the governance of our land and releases potential to teach and guide God's people and to feed and lead his sheep, releases potential to serve the poor and the needy, releases potential to stand up against injustice, releases potential for entrepreneurship and businessmen, for patents, to release the finances into the kingdom, to fund the ministries of the kingdom, and releases potential for you to tell your powerful story. I love stories. As you know, my, I'm going to tell a story in a minute because I can't resist it because I love stories. And the potential to tell your story that will impact people's lives and potentially change them. I could go on and on and on, but as I said, God is the God who releases potential. What I want to look at in the brief, very briefly, we could have quite a long talk in this, but I've just taken the key points out of it, you'll be glad to know. And that is, well, how do we do that? In my role, in my work, I sit in many big conferences and many lectures and many teaching sessions where the world grasps this thing of related potential. And I humbly and indulge me in this, think the church has missed the beat because the church has the biggest capacity. God has the biggest capacity for potential. Um, and what I want to do is, well, how do we do that? How, what keys, what things can we do to help us do that? And the first one is this, know and be related to your source. Psalm 113, or 39, sorry, verse 13 to 16. Indulge me, I'm going to read it. It's my favorite bit of the Bible because it reminds me of who I am and my identity. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted to me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret. Intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet was none of, the, none of them. I don't have time to teach on living out of your identity, but I would encourage you to seek that out. Because I firmly believe that releasing that and releasing living out of your identity gives you the freedom of the kingdom that the Father intended. It helps you release that potential. First Peter 2, 9 and 10 says this, You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. 
Once you had not received mercy, but now you've received mercy. So know your source, live out of your identity, but also stay related and connected to that source. Um, if Kate, my son's girlfriend, was here, she'd, she'd, she'd start crying when I would use this little story and this little analogy. But I love watching, uh, because she won't eat lamb, because all she can think about is the lamb, um, the wee lambs in the field, and I'm going to use that analogy. She'd be sitting here in tears. But I love that springtime when you look out into the fields and you see all of these beautiful little lambs dancing about and prancing about and all of that kind of thing. But if you linger a little while in the story and you watch it for a little while, you would discover there's something fascinating about those little lambs because they never take their beady little eyes off their mother. They never stray very far from their mother. It's always in their eye shot. They're always there to be connected. Why? Because they know that that's their source. It's their source of nourishment. It's their source to enable them to grow and be all the potential that they have. They know they need to stay related and connected into the source. And it's the same with us. It's great realizing your identity and who your source is, but we have to play our part in staying connected in prayer, in spending time in the presence and in the Bible. John 15 and 5, that wonderful verse, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he, he is it that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. Staying connected and knowing your source, God is the God who releases potential. The second key, I want to do this with a story, so that's what the water is for before you all... Um, we're wondering what it was. So I'm going to have to set this down. Can you all hear me? Yeah, Steve says I'm really loud anyway. Can you hear me? You can't hear me? Okay. Give me two hands, so I'm going to have to come forward. Can you hear me now? Yeah. One closer. You've got to hold the mic. Okay. So, actually, if you hold that, I'm okay for the moment. Do you? Okay. So, let me tell you a story. There once was a, a wise old master. And the story goes that people used to travel many days and many nights to his remote home high up in the mountaintop to seek out the wisdom of this wise old master, to seek out answers to their life challenges and their life questions. Now, in this story, there once was a scholar, a scholar who was very wise but he had a big desire to become even wiser. He longed to know more. He longed to have more answers. He longed to expand his knowledge. And he traveled many, many miles to come to the house high on the hill of the wise old master to seek out this wisdom. The wise old master, he greeted his guest very warmly and welcomed him into his home. But it became very obvious very quickly, that the scholar was very full of his own opinions. He was very full of his own answers and his own knowledge. And he kept interrupting the master repeatedly with his own stories, and he failed to listen to what the master had to say. The master took it all in his stride, and he calmly suggested 
to the wise scholar, you look very warm. You've had a long journey to come to my house. Would you like a drink of water? And the scholar said gratefully, yes, it's been a long journey. I would love a drink of water. And the master, he began to pour the water. And the scholar said to the master, stop. What are you doing? There's no more room left. And the, the wise old master, he said to the scholar, exactly. Warmly and kindly, with a smile on his face, he said to the wise old scholar, you are like this cup. There is no space left for me to give you any new wisdom or any new knowledge or any new answers to your questions because it's too full. The key I am talking about is making space in our cup. Making space in our cup. Because so often we come to God and say, I would love to do this. And this is how I would love to do it. And this is the best way that I will be able to achieve it. But that's our stuff. That's our plans. That's our ability. I believe one of the keys is to empty your cup, to let go of that independent nature. The speed that our world takes us at, an instant delivery. The master, coming to the master with a cup that's already full is going to be really difficult to have any new potential, new knowledge released into us. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. We try to build so much on our own, but when we come to the Father and say, Lord, release the potential in this, release the potential in this, in this uh, situation, in this activity that is going to enable me to honor you. And I promise I'm coming in to land. God is the God who releases potential. Finally, realize the equipping capability. Realize the equipping capability of the source. Genesis 11 and 6 has this wonderful hidden verse. It says this, Behold, they are one people, and they all have one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. I'm going to read that again. Behold, they are one people, and they all have one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. When we are living connected to the source, when we live out of our identity of that source, and living out the ways that release our potential, and we work together as a team, as a family, as the church. And those potentials intertwine individual and corporately. Oh my word, 
Can you get a picture? Sorry, I get a little bit excited when I think of that. Do you get a picture of the individual potential released, of it then being intertwined corporately of what we could achieve? Your God, my God, is the God of the impossible. You see, I wouldn't stand here, I wouldn't do this if I didn't truly, wholly believe that standing or sitting in front of me, the little children that are running down at the back, that there's a wealth of potential that is in you in every situation, in every area. And sometimes all it needs is you to bring it to God and then rely on the people and the church family that he's brought and put around you to encourage it and to bring it out in you. But I also believe there's a choice on our side, on your side and on my side, because we need to decide, will we work to release this potential? Potential that can bless the world with the valuable, potent, untapped resources of God's family to take it out there. Because you see, God is the God who releases potential.